You know I'm right on football. Nick Durst, Joe Calabrese. It is Pro Bowl Sunday. Who cares? Uh, Raw Rumble tonight, Joe. That's what we care about, of course. But it's our second to last show, so it's a little sad. But we got some fun things in store for you today. Uh, Hirsch will be on shortly, and he's going to join us to do QB rankings for all the QBs currently in the league, minus those who have already announced their retirement. And we got to start off, Joe, before we bring in Hirsch here, talking about the big trade that went down the NFL late last night. Yeah, definitely a little bit of a shocker. Uh, A lot of people believed that Matthew Stafford was going to be on the move. Uh, I don't think anybody realized how uh, soon he was going to get traded. Uh, The Lions ended up expediting that process. I believe that they wanted the trade done by next week. Uh, So Stafford was traded, and he was traded to a team that a lot of people didn't really expect to be in the mix for him, and that would be the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, and they gave up a a big price for him. Now, I like Stafford as a player, but the trade that they gave up, uh, the, the pieces that they gave up, it's a lot. Uh, so you start with Jared Goff, who has already made the playoffs multiple times. Uh, the Rams have that Super Bowl run under their belt. Uh, he played solid this season. Uh, then he got hurt. Uh did not necessarily play well in the playoff game against the Seahawks, but he won that game. Uh, but I thought he played really well uh, in Green Bay, all things considering. I know that game was a two-score game, but I thought he played solid. And uh, So he was the main piece in the trade. The Rams send back two future first-round picks, uh, which means because of this deal, the Rams do not have a first-round pick uh, until 2024, which means that over the course of the last uh, eight seasons, their, for their only first-round draft pick would have been Jared Goff in 2016, uh, and they would have not have a, a, had a first-round pick since. Uh, so yeah. two first-round picks to go in the trade, and then also a third-round pick. So uh, the total deal is Stafford for Jared Goff, two first-round picks, right. and a third-round pick. Now, people say the Lions aren't sold on Goff. They had to just do that for cal- salary cap reasons. But I think it's a good trade for the Lions because even if you, you have Goff play this year, um, then you could still have you have two firsts each of the next two years, or you can move up to get a quarterback. So good trade for them, I think. Uh, Breastman wants to know which quarterback wins this trade more. Do we see a Stafford playoff for next year? I guess Stafford wins it more, right, Joe? Because he's going to be in playoff contention. Um, but you know, it's a fresh start for Goff, and maybe he can go somewhere where perhaps they respect him. Yeah. So I think. In the the short term, obviously, this is a big win for the Rams because I think uh, over the course of the next two or three seasons, you're you're now going to give that defense uh, an opportunity uh, to make a, a deeper run in the playoffs because I think Stafford, uh, while I don't think he's necessarily a huge upgrade from Jared Goff, I do think he is an upgrade. And I do think that going from a situation like he did in Detroit – to the one he's going to go to in Los Angeles. Uh, You go from a team that's got kind of solid weapons. Uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are good players, Uh, but the Rams, the depth uh, of what they could put out on offense is better than Detroit. Uh, Obviously their head coach and Sean McVay, uh, who you and I both like a lot that we basically had him as a top 10 coach last week when we did our, our head coaching rankings, and that defense is it's it's Super Bowl caliber. Uh, 
do they? It, 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 is it a very studs and duds model uh, of how they built their team? Sure. Uh, the Rams do have depth issues, uh, but most people thought that they were going to struggle this year and that that wasn't necessarily the case. And they still made the divisional round, uh, even with Jared Goff playing quarterback. So now this is an upgrade. Uh, this gives the Rams the opportunity uh, to play uh, potentially next year in some tougher playoff games uh, with a guy who is, like I said, in my mind, he's definitely an upgraded quarterback. How much of an upgrade? I don't really think it's like super, super significant, but I do think it was an important enough upgrade uh, for them to have made the trade in the first place. Uh, and as you could see, if they were able to so willingly part with Jared Goff in the deal, uh, that means that they were kind of exploring this move anyway. Uh, last thing I'll say is the contracts here are definitely something you got to keep in mind. Uh, if you break down the trade, I think the trade breaks down to Goff and a first for Stafford, the actual player, and then a first and third for the Lions to take on Jared Goff's salary, a salary in the trade. So, so uh, here, Bruce Watson does Goff struggle next year. Uh, trying to adjust to a new team who just tied a new coach, probably. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Um, now, I want to I want to bring in our guy Hirsch here because we're going to be doing our QB rankings. Uh, you know, we're going to Hirsch. Uh, you know, he's he loves Stafford. He's he's a repeat offender of ranking him too high in his quarterback rankings. So we'll bring him in here to talk about briefly about the trade. And Hirsch, isn't this like a move you would have made when you were like twelve playing Madden here? <laughs> I mean, that's the way the Rams franchise has been working forever. You know, you you take the the guy you have in your roster, you add a couple of picks to them, and then you upgrade it. And then you just keep drafting, uh, like not drafting, you keep like trading all your guys for first round picks and flipping your first round picks and upgrading each each position on your roster. But yeah, I mean, I think it was, um, I think it was a move that made sense for both sides. I the Rams already pot committed. You know, they 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 have their one two year window until they have to let everybody go. I mean, they're going to have Donald Ramsey when he signed to an extension and now Stafford and basically that's it. Um, they have the receivers, but they're not, they're not really anything special. Woods and Cup are more intermediate level guys. They still don't have that deep threat, but I get it from the Rams perspective. Um, I still think it's a lot, even as you said, I am a big Matthew Stafford guy. And I think that will be more in the public consciousness now that we're going to see him on a team that is going to win. Um, as for the Ram, as for the Lions, I'm not a big Jared Goff guy. I never really have been. I was a more of a Wentz guy coming out of college and Goff. So when we get to our rankings, you'll still you'll see Goff is ahead of Wentz now, just because you can't ignore what Wentz did last year. Um, but this is more about the picks than it is Goff the player. Um, so the Lions, it makes sense for to help their rebuild uh, get started. Yeah, I mean, for me, it just like I don't think this move makes the Rams a Super Bowl team. So. You know, is it really worth giving up all those picks? Just, you know, hoping that you could maybe get back to the Super Bowl where you were or get to the conference championship where you were a game away this year. Um, Joe and I both thought that Jared Goff had his kind of Kirk Cousins. You like that moment playing with the broken thumb to get the win this playoffs against the Seahawks. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I think the Lions win this trade because of the amount of draft capital they're to pick up. And like I mentioned, if they have Goff this year, they don't like what they see. They have two firsts in each of the next two years. They can move up in the draft to get whoever they want. Um, plus, there's a chance that the rest of the roster they currently have is horrible. They could be picking at the top of the draft anyway. All right, so let's get into the famous, you know, Hirsch does this two times a year, his QB rankings list. He does preseason and right after the season. Uh, and 
Uh, Joe did his list as well. Breeze, he's out of the list. Philip Rivers is off the list. As we know, they're both retired here. You know, so as of now, this is currently active players. Nobody who's going to be a rookie, no draft picks. Uh, the current players who we know are definitely going to be playing next year. Hirsch has a list of 34 quarterbacks because he has both Trubisky, Falls, Wentz, and Hurts in his list. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I actually don't have Hurts in my list. Hurts. I just okay. I so you, have 30, have you have 34. So I guess some team has two quarterbacks. Uh, Fitzpatrick and Tua, okay. Right. Uh, and Joe has just a list of 32, which is fine. Right. They both did tiers, though. But uh, I think it's important. I don't know how Joe did his list. I did my list based on you have one season to win a championship. Not 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 uh, one game to win a game, but one season win a championship, and that brings durability into the discussion, and it brings upside into the discussion. Um, so you'll see some guy like that's why I have Stafford rated higher than maybe some other guys would, because I just think he could throw for uh, like he throws for five thousand yards like every year. So um, and he's durable. So I, I that's why I have him probably higher than a lot of people. That's what durable is not something I've ever heard before. Well, I before. <laughs> Well, because the, the reason why is when he first entered the league, he was hurt. But then until last year, he went eight straight years without missing a start. So, um, yeah, so he ended up putting that narrative behind him. But uh, the guy played through like a broken back or something, right? All right. So Hirsch has a six tiers. Joe, how many tiers do you got? I believe I have six as well. Interesting. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go tier to tier, bouncing back and forth. So – for instance, Joe's going to give his tier six, then Hirsch will give his tier six, then we'll do tier five. So we're not going to just run through one person's list at a time because I'm sure you sure. got similar names here in the different tiers. So we'll start with Joe first, give it his tier six list, and then Hirsch will jump in and give his tier six. We'll see if there's any comparisons, and I will shame you guys along the way for your misrankings. Okay. Uh, so I will start here, and like always, I always have to give an honorable mention. So – uh, I ranked 33 guys, but the 33rd guy I considered the best backup in the NFL. Uh, and I'm going to give that distinction to Ryan Fitzpatrick because I think last year he earned it. Uh, do I want him starting on my team? Not necessarily. Uh, if I could find a guy out there, if I'm all 32 teams and I could find a guy better than Fitzpatrick out there, I will go there that way. But if Fitzpatrick is available, I'm going to want him on my team anyway because I know he's capable of just plugging him and playing him. So. Uh, that's what I wanted to get out there. Uh, my 32nd and 31, I'm going to put two guys in the same tier, uh, who I think are very, very promising guys. Uh, long-term, I think have a considerable amount of injury questions, but I believe you can still start them in the NFL. Uh, and that be, would be Cam Newton and Carson Wentz. Uh, I think Wentz took a really, really big hit this year. But I do believe he still has some upside. I do still believe his leadership qualities uh, will have the will, will stand out and, and give him the opportunity uh, to maybe get another job out there. And with Newton, what we saw this year was oh, Cam Newton's calling. He doesn't like the he doesn't like the ranking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what we saw with Cam Newton this year was. Uh, he had a couple of solid games in New England, but overall he really struggled. The The shoulders seemed to have get, given him problems. Uh, but again, he was not terrible. Uh, he, I still believe in more of his talent uh, than other guys that I do out there, but I think these guys will have something to prove next year if they have uh, 
a starter's role, which is, I think, certainly in question right about now. So uh, they're on the bottom end of the totem pole here. Uh, These guys are going to be the guys who, if you see rookies coming into the league next year, uh, or in the case of Wentz in his situation with Philadelphia with with Jalen Hurts. So these are the guys who are, are likely getting bumped. So we got this is your the hook tier six is two players, right? Hirsch has eleven tier six quarterbacks, which is interesting. He does have these two guys in there, but he has them on the top of his tier six. All right, Hirsch. Actually, well, I don't have Fitzpatrick in there actually. Well, Fitzpatrick's not in your tier six. Yeah, Fitzpatrick's in tier five, the bottom of tier five. But um, tier six are guys that I don't see. You have <coughs> they're starting quarterback, then you have no chance winning the Super Bowl. Right, that's at least at this at this point in time. So the, that starts at 34 with Nick Foles, and then 33 with, Nick, with Mitch Trubisky. Sorry, Bears fans, I think they're they're the two worst quarterbacks. I have Jameis Winston at 32, just because I think he brings a little more upside than, than those two guys. Um, then we have Andy Dalton at 31, Drew Locke at uh, 30, my guy Sam Darnold at 29. Unfortunately, I mean, it's hard to understand. Uh, it's hard to, to quantify how he'll play without Adam Gase. Um, we'll see. I don't think it'll be in a Jets uniform this year. Um, Gardner Minshew at 28. He think he brings a little bit of a spark. Those other guys below him don't really. Um, and it's not like he played with the best supporting cast in the world. Alex Smith at 27, who is literally the quintessential just dink and dunk quarterback that is that if you have everything perfect around him, like the like the Washington team did this year, then you can make the playoffs. Um, Tua twenty six, who is essentially a lefty Alex Smith right now. Um, Carson Wentz at twenty five because he still has a little bit of that upside, and then Cam Newton at twenty four. So before Joe goes here, I, I'm going to say I think Trubisky is, is way too low. Uh, I, yeah, think, Trubisky, I yeah. think I think I think depending on the team and the situation. I mean, look, all this guy's actually done in the NFL is win games. So uh, if, if they don't if they don't bench him this year, the Bears easily uh, you know get a higher seating. Um, he can he has mobility. If he's in the if he's in the right situation, which is not the Bears, and we'll see that this year. He maybe he ends up on the Colts. Uh, I think he's he's much better than some of these guys you got here. Um, Alex Smith, I, I I disagree with you in the sense that you have him here with as people you would definitely not want a Super Bowl with. Again, he's uh, I don't know if you win a Super Bowl, but I could def- he's he's a consistent guy that's going to get your team into the playoffs, and that's something that the rest of these people in your tier here don't have. Uh, and then I think Sam Donald is way too high um, on this list. And I think both of you should have had Daniel Jones in your tier six as well. So that's that's what I think. Joe, what do you think of Hirsch's tier six? Well, I mean, Hirsch's tier six is a lot like my tier five, right? So a lot of the guys that he just named, I'm going to have in the same tier. Uh, but I lumped all of these guys as the young guys who have been in the league for less than – three years, we'll say, about uh, these are the guys who are going to have opportunities uh, in starting roles next year and guys who still have upside. Uh, with some guys, the time might be ticking down a little bit, uh, especially with one guy. We'll see. Uh, there's a commonality between me and Hirsch here. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you the rundown here. Uh, I have Tua here. I have Sam Donald here. I also have Gardner Minshew here. Uh, I have Drew Locke here. I have Daniel Jones, I have Jalen Hurts, I have Mitch Trubisky, and I have Jameis Winston. 
Now, Winden is kind of the of the group here. But Winston's going to get the opportunity, I believe, to start in New Orleans next year. Uh, he was there for the last two seasons behind Drew Brees. And you can make a very good case that if Winston had started the playoff game against the Bucs, the Saints might have won that game. Uh, because as we saw at the end, uh, it was just Drew Brees' arm strength. He just really just could not push the ball. Uh, I think that really hurt the Saints in that game. Uh, those turnovers are, are what really did them in at the end as well. So uh, Winston is going to be intriguing because when he came into the league, a lot of people made the comparison. It was the easy comparison to somebody like Dante Culpepper. Uh, I still think he's got some talent. Uh, and I think going into the that Saints offense and replacing Breeze, uh, I think that's a great fit for him. I think he's going to have a lot of success next year. Uh, with the other guys, you know, I'll touch on each guy quick. Trubisky will be on a new team next year. I agree with Nick in the sense I think he's underrated, but I don't think he's that underrated. Uh, but I do think with, an, with another team, maybe he goes to like the Colts or somebody. Uh, I think he has the opportunity to figure it out and maybe succeed in the second scenario. Uh, Jalen Hurts showed a lot of promise next year. Need to see it over the course of a full season. Need to see if he can stay healthy. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, Drew Locke, uh, both these guys I kind of lumped together as well. Uh, both guys have a big turnover issues that they need to kind of get in check. But again, the mobility is there. The athleticism is there. The ability to make throws is there. They, they both have weapons. Uh, so next year will be a big year for them both. Uh, it'll be a make or break year, I think, for both guys. Gardner Minshew, probably not going to be a starter next year. Is probably going to end up being the backup in Jacksonville unless they decide to trade him elsewhere. Uh, but again, like Bahersh said and how Nick, I believe, agrees with this opinion, uh, really great spark plug guy, uh, capable of starting for your team, uh, great athleticism, great moxie. You love watching him play. Uh, he's the guy out here who I think – even if he's not starting either next year or the year after, I think he's going to be a guy who eventually does get a starter job. Sometime he's a new Fitzpatrick. He'll be in the he'll be in the league for plenty plenty years, right? Um, right. And that's that's going to be his role. I'm surprised neither of you guys had Mariota at least in your tier six of quarterbacks. I just I he was one of those guys who I wanted to put on this list, but context is everything for me. Lost his job to, to Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. And, like, yes, was he solid in relief duty with the Raiders? Sure. Uh, but that wasn't enough for me to say, like, oh, like maybe this guy is going to be a starter next year. I do think that there's a possibility that he'll be in a quarterback battle. Uh, but if I was making a list, if I was making the ranking, he would have been, like, my 34th guy. You know, he would have been, like, the guy I had next on my list. Yeah, and then I'll finish the list with, with Sam and Tua, two AFC East guys. Uh, Sam's obviously struggled, but I believe in the talent. Uh, he's another guy who's like Ryan Tannehill, give him an opportunity in another situation. I think he'll he'll succeed. Uh, and with Tua, it's wait and see. Uh, they drafted him last year. Very could be well. heading to Houston. Could be going to Houston. Very well could be staying in Miami and starting next year. Uh, but those are the young guys who I think are, are still capable of starting. They're very solid guys. They have upside. Uh, they each have their own concerns or, or issues with them long term, uh, but I lumped them all together because I think they're all going to be in the same like prove it uh, to me type of roles next year. Right, and I as far as the the Watson thing goes, sorry guys, but there's no reason for the Texans to trade Watson. So you could keep dreaming he's going to be wearing green, but maybe he'll be wearing a green, but it won't be his jersey because that is no reason to trade him. If they trade him, they're stupid. Uh, Breast man says Alex Smith is too low. 
Look at what he did in San Francisco, Kansas City, and now Washington. Appreciate the yeah, what, 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 what did he do? I mean, he playoffs he, made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Within in uh in let's see in San Francisco when he had one of the best talents in all the league around him in Kansas City where we've seen what Mahomes has done with that talent and now in Washington we had one of the best defenses in the league and uh, a, a good uh, coaching staff. Well, let me ask so let me ask you this job. question: Does Washington and Joe, you can't answer. Does Washington make the playoffs if Alex Smith wasn't their quarterback this year? Because I no. don't think they did. No, well, I don't think so. I'll, no, if their other if their if their options uh, aside from him were, were Dwayne Haskins, but if you had Ryan Fitzpatrick there, then yeah, they they would make the playoffs. Interesting, big Fitzpatrick yeah. guy. All right, tier five. Fitzpatrick guy, Fitzpatrick at twenty three. You know, he's he's the, the bottom of my next tier. This tier is more guys that have enough upside to to play above their talent, but at the same time aren't consistent enough. Um, and so, right, so I have Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that's Daniel Jones right after Fitzpatrick at 22, which I think that that encapsulates him perfectly. He has some really, really good good games. He has a lot of uh, talent. He, he's very, he's, as they say, with the deceptively quick white quarterbacks. That's what he's, he's in that class. Um, I have Teddy Bridgewater there. Um, I have Jimmy Garoppolo there. Uh, and then we have our guy Jared Goff at 19. Um, who's the same? It's the same way. He'll have, a, he'll have a game where he'll put up four touchdowns, no picks, and he'll have another game where he'll just he'll, he'll poop the bed. And then at the top of this tier at eighteen, I have Ben, and I struggled with not putting him in tier four. And I might have I might have put him at the bottom of tier four at eighteen. He's at eighteen regardless. But he, to me, he's like a rich man's Alex Smith at this point. He doesn't really throw the ball down the field as much as he used to. And he was really propped up by one of the best receiving cores in the league. And he's that doesn't move the same way that, as he used to. And I think the arm surgery, the Tommy John surgery, took a lot out of him. So I, that's uh, Ben at 18, Goff at 19, Jimmy Garoppolo at 20, Teddy at 21, Jones at 22, and Fitzpatrick at 23. So Joe also is not a fan of Big Ben. So I think he just didn't have the guts to, to push him down the list like you did. I think he's probably still has him in his top 15. Well, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even push him down the list that much. You know, if somebody came up to me and said, you know, Ben's a top 10 quarterback, in my head, I'm like wrestling with that. And I'm like, yeah, but he's really not anymore. Uh, was. was. But like, even then, I, th- I still think, like, to me, he's kind of like a 10 15, like 10 16 type but of then, guy. He's gonna- top half of the league, but you clearly you need a lot of help with him. Uh, in order for him to to, right. to to win the playoffs, he hasn't won the playoffs now in a couple of years. But, right. but no, I, I mean uh, it's, a, it's a solid tier, guys. Yeah, but the, the thing is, like with this exercise, you have to say who would you put below him. So I'm looking at the guys that I have above him, and none of these guys I would put below him. So that I, and even in the guys in the tier, you can make the argument Derek Goff is better. You can make the argument Jimmy Garoppolo is better. You can make the argument Teddy Bridgewater is better. Like it's. It's, it's. I think he's he's right where he should be in that area around that in that area. Right. Doesn't make sense to me considering the guys we're going to get to who are just way more talented at this point in their careers. I mean, Ben's yeah. Hall of Famer, no doubt, but at this point, like. So uh, usually, usually do this exercise with, with Hirsch every year. We always got. I always ask him when he does his bottom tiers of the of two tiers right here. Which guy has 
the potential to jump up into a tier four, three next year. I know last year we said Kyler Murray had the opportunity to jump up. He definitely did jump up. So if you're looking at your list here, who is your guy? Is it by default? Do you say it's Tua because of his age? Or do you say, oh, maybe it's Garoppolo if he ends up with the Patriots or something like so that? I actually think it's a guy you're probably not thinking about. I think it's Carson Wentz. Okay. I, mean, I mean, we've seen it. The guy was going to be the MVP until, until he tore his ACL that year. Um, I, I'm looking at this at this list. I mean, if Donald goes to San Francisco or something like that, maybe Donald. Um, I just don't see it with Tua. Like, I, I understand it's early, yep. but like, like what? Like, what, what, what? What are his? What are his elite traits? I mean, as a quick Hawaiian. Team, what? He's Hawaiian. He's Hawaiian. <laughs> but like he. He's got a cool name. I is mean, he the best? Is he the best lefty throwing quarterback in Florida since Chris Sims? <laughs> probably. Uh, I mean, can't even think of another. So probably. Uh, but yeah, I would say I would say I would say Wentz is probably the answer to that question. Um, now that I'm looking at, at these t- at these tiers. Just do it very quick. Not Foles. Not I'm not. You know, I'm not a Trubisky guy. I don't think Jameis is consistent enough. Not Dalton. I'm not a guy. Nah, Locke's not going to start next year. I'd be shocked. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Who I think Denver's going to pick someone up. Um, one, either one of the rookies or or a veteran. Um, to me, the answer is either Darnold or Wentz. I would I say think. Garoppolo in your list. Maybe. Or, I, you know, I don't know. I, I guess maybe some people would say Daniel Jones, but I, I just don't see it. Uh, Joe, same question for you. Of your tier five and sixes, who is the most likely to jump up to a tier four or three? And then once we do tier three and four, we'll discuss who could jump up higher. Uh, well, I haven't given my tier four yet, I don't think. Well, neither have I. Right. right. So we're saying five and six, who's most likely to jump up to a tier four? Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Trubisky. Oh, God. Now, Donald. The truth is. No, no, I wouldn't even say Darnold. I would say either Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones. I really like right. from what I saw from Jalen Hurts last year, and uh, I think seeing the upside uh, on both, like running and passing, more so than you have seen with Darnold. Uh, I think Darnold is purely like typical gunslinger. Like if he's going to have success. It's going to be I, – I always said this. It's going to be in the mold of like uh, like a Stafford or a Jay Cutler, uh, whereas I feel like Daniel Jones has the ability, uh, you know, if two or three years from now, if Daniel Jones kind of figures it out, uh, he's got the ability to be like the NFC version of somebody like Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Uh, and Jalen Hurts, obviously, when you're a dual-threat guy, uh, it, it worked in Baltimore for Lamar Jackson. So – uh, why couldn't it work in Philadelphia? Oh, with the, new, the new coach of the Eagles says we're going to have systems. So that's that's what he kept saying in his interview. So we'll see what the system is. Uh, we'll switch things up here. We'll do Hirsch with his tier four first, and then we'll go to Joe for his tier four. All right. So this this tier are guys that are right. pretty consistent. They they they're gonna they're not gonna kill you. Uh, they'll have a game here or there where where they won't live up to par, um, but. More or less, the guys that I, that I trust that I that, that if you put a decent squad around that, be competitive every single game. And I also have two two uh, now second year players in here as well, um, who I didn't feel comfortable enough putting up in tier three, so I put them in here along with those consistent guys. So seventeen is Derek Carr. 
Um, he he is the embody. I think he is the equator of NFL quarterbacks. That's actually where I have him at seventeen right now. I have him at seventeen right now, where he's the guy. If you have him as your quarterback, it's probably not good enough to win the Super Bowl, but it's like just there if you have everything good around him. Sixteen, I have the guy that used to be that guy, but I've been a little more impressed with him over the past couple of years, and that's Kirk Cousins. I have him at sixteen. I still don't think he's worth the contract, but. You know, quarterbacks are worth their weight in gold in the NFL. So I understand why Minnesota gave it to him. 59, Joe Burrow. Um, and it was a shame what happened to him with his with his knee. And I hope he comes back 100%. But I was very impressed with him, especially with what he had around him. 14, I have Ryan Tannehill. And this is a guy, as Nick knows, that I was just wrong on. You know, I, I was never a big Tannehill guy. I, I understood what he did well, which is move outside of the pocket. He had a rocket of an arm. He was very athletic, but I just didn't see it in Miami. And that might have, and it turns out it might have just been coaching there, which is why it gives me hope for a guy like Sam Donald. Um, and Tannehill's been like very impressive. I have him at 14. Justin Herbert, I have a 13. Nick told me I had him too low last night. I moved him up. Uh, <laughs> By I, the way, you saw him too low. I think I have Herbert in the top eight. At minimum. And I think next year look, we could see him in the top four. Look, he very well could get up there. I just only saw it for a year. He he was not as good in the second half of the season than he was in the first half of the season. So I, I think that he regressed a little bit. There's more tape on him. Um, but, yeah, he's an, an extremely good season. He's a crazy good talent. And then at 12, I Baker Mayfield, um, who I've always been higher on than most. Uh, and I he showed – that he can be consistent with a better supporting cast around him with a head coach that actually knows what he's doing with an offensive line that can give him more than one second to throw. So that's my tier four. Carr at 17, Cousins at 16, Burrow at 15, Tannehill at 14, and Herbert at 13 and Baker at 12. And the reason Burrow is in a little higher and, and Tannehill's above is because of the durability thing. I don't know what's going on with that knee, so I had to drop him down a few spots. All right. Joe, tier four. So, again, like – Hirsch, this is the solid starter tier. This is guys that I'm very comfortable with. You're my starting quarterback. You know, I could go out and probably upgrade on you, but I've seen you win games in the NFL. Uh, I think if we put together the right team around you, we can go to the Super Bowl. Uh, so if we were talking about somebody like a Joe Flacco uh, years ago, this would be like the quintessential like Joe Flacco tier. Kiss the uh, ring tier. Kiss the, uh, so th- these are the guys who, again, obviously they, they need help. You know, they need a good defense. They need, uh, you know, good weapons around them. You know, they're not really guys who could, like, elevate what they're doing in their s- situation. Uh, but they're still guys I trust and I think are good quarterbacks and guys I just v- would be very comfortable with in the, the short to intermediate term uh, on my team, uh, building around my team. So – uh, in no order, a bunch of guys that uh, Hirsch just listed. So we'll go with like Derek Carr, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has greatly turned his career around, and I th- think it deserves a lot of praise. I think he's done a really good job in Tennessee. Uh, I have Alex Smith in this tier. So Hirsch had him one year behind oh. last year. But Smith, oh, the overall body of work, the course of the last seven, eight seasons, uh before the, the the major leg injury uh just consistently good great veteran leadership uh i think he's a little bit more than i think in dunk guys 
He can't throw more than eight yards down the field. Yeah, but a lot, you know what? He's a good guys. But I think I think back to Smith. It's not like I thought about him, but I think the way Joe's thinking here is like if you put Smith on the Colts next year, right? They're probably going to win eleven games. No, right. they're not winning the Super Bowl. They're, you have no chance. Who says, who says you wouldn't? Yeah, all, all, there's only five, there's only what four five quarterbacks in this whole list that have ever won a Super Bowl. Well, talking about ever, I think in this this tier was the tier that I'm like, okay, you could win a Super Bowl with this guy as a quarterback right now. Like, and I just don't think Alex Smith is that guy. I don't think he's ever been that guy, even when he was in the prime of his career. I didn't think he was that guy. So right. I'm, we're just gonna figure to disagree. Okay, fair enough. Uh, continuing here. Uh, so I listed three guys so far. Uh, I agree with you on Cousins. I think Cousins has firmly put himself in this tier. Uh, Stafford, I have in this tier. Uh, I have Matt Ryan in this tier. Uh, I have Teddy Bridgewater in this tier. I have Jared Goff in this tier. Uh, and I have Jimmy Garoppolo in this tier. And there's one more guy I have in this tier, but I highlighted him. Uh, and that is Ben. Uh, and I think in recent years, uh, Ben – Overlook, like I would say, since last year, since he got hurt, uh, there's clearly been a little bit of a regression there. So while I put him in this tier because I think the talent level uh, for him at this point is probably on par with the other guys in this tier, uh, I highlight him and I and I make a note of him because two Super Bowl rings, he makes the playoffs every year. Uh, there's clearly uh, a talent level with him, and there's a baseline there. Uh, in comparison to the other guys, that's that's just much higher. But again, you put somebody in that Pittsburgh situation, you know, who's to say that guy doesn't win eleven or twelve games? You know, maybe you put Matt Ryan there in Pittsburgh. Uh, I was going to say Stafford, but obviously he got traded to the Rams. Uh, but yeah, so these are the guys who I'm just comfortable with. I think they're really good starters. Uh, do I think they're great players? Probably not. Uh, ben at one point was great. Matt Ryan at point was some was great. Uh, but again, father time comes for everybody, unfortunately. Uh, so this is the solid starter tier. So I got, I have three more tiers to go after this. So I want to say thanks for properly rating Stafford because you know if you put Stafford on a team like the Lions, they win five games. So right. that's you know that's what I got. <laughs> put him on his team, the Lions, and then there's no Shaw, chance this guy can win a Super Bowl. But now that he's on the Rams, he might win eleven or twelve games. You know what I mean? That's just I win three in the playoffs. I don't know. I I just think. He's not a top 10 quarterback. Um, Matt Ryan, I think he had him a little low. I think Hirsch might agree a little low because he still has been good offensively. Um, and it's not his fault that they didn't win the Super Bowl. Obviously, everybody's right. got different things here. I think Matt Ryan, you could definitely still win a Super Bowl with. Right, Hirsch? Yeah, I mean, that's why I have him. No, the guys in this tier, I think, are all capable of like being a part of a Super Bowl winning run. That's why I mentioned Flacco because I think Flacco is like the perfect comparison here. Guy you you'll be happy to start for eight to ten years. Uh, guy who's going to be consistently good. Uh, you're going to have a lot of good games with him. You're going to have some bad games with him. Uh, but if you have a really good team around that guy, you know you'll have the opportunity to make a run. And then Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is another good example of this. Uh, did he play necessarily well in the Super Bowl last year? He didn't. Uh, but what he's was he solid enough to get them there? Yes. Did he play well uh, in the playoff games? Sure, uh, but did he elevate his team and win his team a Super Bowl? No, that did not happen, but he did he get to the Super Bowl? Yes, same thing with Jared Goff. He got to the Super Bowl, yes, won that playoff game, so he gets a little more respect in my mind. These are the guys who are capable of winning playoff games, uh, but it's got to break really well for you 
in in order to to, to win a Super Bowl with these guys. All right, so Hirsch, you're a tier three here. Um, there's always a name here. You always write the guys so low, so I'm gonna have an issue with that. Um, but I do have, I do have some problems here with the top of your tier three, and I'll tell you why after you let our listeners right. know. Well, before we get there, um, I think it's important. Something one aspect we haven't touched on here is coaching, right? So you mentioned so Joe mentioned Garoppolo, right? So I think the the reason why I don't have Garoppolo in tier four, I have him in tier five, is because. San Francisco last year with the coaching and the roster, literally you could not have gotten a better situation, right? And he still didn't really light the world on fire, right? If you would have put Matthew Stafford on that team, they win the Super Bowl in my mind. Um, so yes, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think Kyle Shanahan's a terrible head coach, and I don't, I don't know why people love him. Tell that to Chris Simms. I would um, if he'd answer my emails or text. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tier three are guys that can carry you to a Super Bowl, but I still feel you need a little bit of a supporting cast around them, whether it be coaching or whether it be talent on your roster, right? So uh, uh, 11 at the bottom of that tier, I have Kyler Murray. I just think he is like one of the most talented players in the league. Like he does yep. some things on all that. Cardinals would have been in the playoffs if he doesn't get hurt in week 17. Right. About it. right. He got hurt even he, – he was hurt in the middle of the year. He was in the MVP discussion until – Matt Ryan is a perfect example of that. We saw what Matt Ryan could do when Kyle Shanahan was offensive coordinator. He won MVP. Since then, he hasn't played as well, but he's still a, a very good quarterback in my mind. And Matthew Stafford I have at nine just because, like, if you compare Stafford to Ryan, the talent's not close in my mind anymore. Stafford has a gun. Ryan throws ducks here and there. Um, give me Stafford. Did, I you think- know, did you know he went to high school with Clayton Kershaw? I'm sure we'll hear that a million times now. They're both in L.A. Right, right, right. I mean, even when they weren't in LA, we heard that every second. Um, yeah, so I have Stafford at nine. I already know who you who you think I have too low, but well, I mean, there's two guys. There's actually two guys we got too low. What? There's actually two guys we got too low. But you finish the tier uh, first. We'll see. We'll finish the tier. Eight. I have Lamar. Um, he is one of the most polarizing players in the league. I don't really understand it. Um, there, there, there are some guys that that think he's the top, like. Top three. I don't think he's top three. Even though he won MVP last year, I think the league has adjusted. But I also don't think he's like 18, 19, 20. Like, the guy is a one-man offense at times. And he has one of the worst receiving cores in the league. And it just, to me, there's no reason it should be so polarizing. You could win a Super Bowl with him. I think his playoff uh, his, his playoff performances have not been up to par. I think that'll that'll change with time. Uh, when he, but what it, it is more difficult for him to beat defenses when they are they want to have more talent and then when they when they prepare for him. Um, seven, I have Dak. The injury is very concerning. Um, but the number he was on a historic, historic pace before uh, he got hurt. And I think if the if the Cowboys don't trade for Aaron Rodgers, which I don't I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen, but it sounds like a Jerry Jones thing to do, he'll be back in Dallas and he'll be putting up numbers again. The guy that Nick thinks I have too low is Tom Brady at six. Um, so He's one of the guys you got too low. So you're going <laughs> to have to tell me who I have, who I should put him over. But at this point in his career, like, well, listen, I'm talking about the tier system here. So I'll let it finish your tier, and then I'll explain right. it to you. Okay, because he's probably wanting to put me the tier above. But 
to me, I look at Tom Brady. He has. If you want to talk about guys who can win your Super Bowl, how about a guy who's playing in the Super Bowl this year? I understand that. Of course, Tom Brady can win the Super Bowl. I have him as the sixth best quarterback in the league right now, and he has the best supporting cast in all of football. Well, I guess the Chiefs have a better supporting cast. But no, no, they do not. Their offensive line is, is not is not good. Mahomes has to move. I can't wait to hear Joe's tier three. I mean, this is just this Brady. Is Brady has the best offensive line in football. Right. And now and then he has one of the best supporting casts in terms of the pass catchers in football. He has a he has a head coach that will let him do what he wants. So we're trying to isolate the quarterback from everything around him. So I have Tom Brady at six, which I think is perfectly fair. And then I have Josh Allen at five um, at this point. And I know that that you can make an argument. Maybe you have Brady over Allen. But like I, I just take the talent at this point. Uh, I, I think he took such a step up. And he's the most talented quarterback in the league outside of Mahomes and Rodgers, in my opinion. So um, I have Allen at five, Brady at six, Dak at seven, Lamar at eight, Stafford at nine, Ryan at 10, and Kyler Murray at 11. All right. So first, I don't know how you could put Dak ahead of Lamar. I mean, one, one, one spot difference there. So I'll, I'll give you a cut your break. But Lamar did win the MVP, and he was really <laughs> yeah, good this year. Um, so, but I would put Lamar ahead. Well, I'll tell you why. Can I answer that? Playoff performance in my mind, like because Dak has shown in the playoffs that he can perform, Lamar hasn't. So that's why I put Dak there. Like I said, I'll give you a pass on that one. Uh, Josh Allen and Tom Brady both have to be tier two quarterbacks. Uh, I, I don't know how you could put them in tier three because to me, it's insulting to put Allen and Brady in the same discussion as Dak, Staff, and Stafford. That to me, these guys are, it, it, it's a different stratosphere. Well, I made a whole other tier, but to me, the, the guys in tier two are, are a step above those guys um, on consistency and talent. So, so I, you know, I would I would expand your tier two. I would expand your tier one. That's where we'll get to things. But yeah, to me, uh, I think both Allen and Brady are top five quarterbacks right now. Maybe well, even top four. four. Maybe even top. Maybe even top four. So I think you got to you got to mix things up a little bit. Uh, Joe, you're going to give your tier three. But what do you think about Hirsch here putting Allen and Brady? Uh, so remember, folks, Hirsch. You guys are like you guys are like three guys ahead of me. You guys are like eight guys ahead of me. I'm well, like we're in tiers. All right, do your tier three, Joe, and then we'll do a, a, a total analysis here. It's tough for people. Right. Multiple people are giving their their tiers, and we don't have Hirsch you know, on on expression building graphics for us like he did at Bleacher <laughs> Report. So it, it's it's difficult at times, but sometimes you just gotta you gotta just you know let Hirsch know when he's disrespecting some people. But Joe, maybe maybe you're disrespecting guys too. Let's see your, your tier three. All right, so my tier three. Uh, these are. I lumped, I lumped together all the young guys who I think are already hitting on their potential and their upside uh, and who only have more to go. So with that in mind, uh, the guys I have in Tier 3 are Lamar. Uh, I have Baker Mayfield. I have Joe Burrow. Uh, I know Joe Burrow got hurt, but I thought what he showed this year was was really electric. Uh, he looked like he was great from right from the get-go. So uh, disappointing injury, but I still believe in the promise. I think he's going to be great. Uh, Justin Herbert is in this tier. Uh, and the guy that I went back and forth with was Dak Prescott. I was curious, uh, if I'm, I was, I was thinking if he comes back to Dallas next year, uh, and he's all hell and uh, well and healthy, what is their record next year? If he's on a different team, what's that team's record? So I went back and forth with this. I, I almost put him in tier four, but I, I, I was thinking about the overall body of work and I was like, you know what? 
he I think he just did enough to to be in this tier where he, you could still look at him and say like like Dak's got a lot of great upside and, and I think he does so uh so I have Dak in this tier and then I have Kyler Murray in this tier uh and the guys who I'm really really focused in on next year are going to be Lamar uh Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray uh Lamar because great regular seasons two really subpar playoff games in which they were bounced from the playoffs last year against Tennessee and this year uh, against Buffalo. Uh Murray has never been in the playoffs. So I would expect year three, he's going to make that jump. Uh, and Justin Herbert, I know he's Nick's guy. Uh, he looked terrific this year. Uh, he looked like a guy who's going to break out even more year two and possibly be in the MVP discussion. So that's, those are the three guys that I think would, you would really, really should keep in mind. Uh, and I like Baker Baker who had a really, really solid season, but it seems like the Baker Mayfield that you saw play in Cleveland this season, more or less is going to be the Baker Mayfield that is going to have to play like that in order for them to, to win a Super Bowl. You know, I don't think Baker at this point is going to be slinging it around and throwing for 300 yards every single game. Uh, but I do think he's capable of passing for 250 a game, running for 20, running for 30, running for 40. Uh, kind of being a dual threat guy, uh, playing to the guys that are around him. I think Kevin Stefanski has done an excellent job changing the culture on that team. Uh, so this is the tier where I think all these guys have already somewhat hit on their potential uh, and their upside, but I do think there's absolutely more to go with these guys. And a couple of these guys very well could be within the top four, five, six uh, by this time next year. So, so it sounds like you properly did a tier two, Joe. So why don't you go ahead and give us your tier two? <laughs> I got three quarterbacks in my tier two. I so got right. Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. And these are the guys oh. who are these multi-talented guys who have big arms, great legs. You put them on a team, they will elevate guys around on that team. Uh, and they give you the, the, op- the opportunity to make a Super Bowl. So I still believe, I know Watson's kind of had his struggles in Houston. Houston. I do think he's going to eventually be traded. I think the bridge has been burned too much there. Uh, but his upside is just, it's overall too ridiculous. So I, I know he hasn't uh, won playoff games uh, or even a Super Bowl like Russell Wilson has and like Josh Allen did getting to the AFC Championship game this year. Uh, but I think Watson's upside and his talent is too stupid good uh, to have in a tier below this one. Uh, so these are the three guys in, that I have in, in this tier, tier two, which leaves me three guys for tier one. Uh, and you guys could do process of elimination of the three guys that I put in tier one, but so, uh, that so you, was got, the, you got a tier one, you got a tier one guy and Hirsch's tier three. All right, Hirsch, let's hear, let's hear the tier two. Yeah. Right. It's our guy, Brady, and I know you got it. Uh, <laughs> make me happy, but I have my tier, I have four guys left in general for two tiers, and in tier two, I have three of them. Um, I have Russell Wilson at four. Deshaun Watson at three and Aaron Rodgers at two. I think you can make the argument that Rodgers is in tier one, but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna put him along with Rodgers, Watson, and Wilson, and let Mahomes have his own tier. Um, I mean that's kind of obvious at this point. That's what I'm doing. Um, so let's start with Wilson. So Nick knows this is, I've been ahead of the game on Russell Wilson for right. a really, really long time. Uh, I, this is the first year since 2016 that Hirsch has Wilson out of his top two. Well, I don't know about that. That's true. But I know I've definitely had him in, in this area for a really, really long time. 
as as Joe mentioned. Joe loves Wilson too. So I mean, I do. He's copying that. He's a Yankee prospect. You see him in spring training. <laughs> but as Joe mentioned, these are guys that it really doesn't matter the supporting cast. I mean, it kind of does because we saw Watson, but. As long as you have a set, like a decent coaching staff and like an average supporting cast, these guys should get you to the playoffs. That wasn't the case in Houston this year, but it's not like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers have the best supporting cast around them. Yet they 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 elevate the people around them and they they drag their teams into the playoffs every year. So Wilson at four, Watson future Jet at three, and Aaron Rodgers at two. Um, so that leaves Mahomes for Hersh's tier one, which. I know. I, I'm going to make the argument that Rodgers needs to be in tier one. Joe's got Mahomes, Rodgers, and Brady in his tier one. Joe, do you have any order for that tier one there? Uh, I mean, if we're talking individual talent, naturally, you would much rather have Mahomes or, and Rodgers. But Brady just beat Rodgers head-to-head in the NFC Championship game, right? So that, that should count for something. Uh, so I think – I think. What, sorry, Hirsch. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I cut you off. I mean, like, it's – the guy threw three picks. We have to be able to separate individual – three drives in a row. Yeah, we have to be able to separate individual performance from the supporting cast. I mean, that, that, that's, what the, that's what this exercise is all about. So, like, look, I have Brady at six. It's not, I don't think it's crazy that you have him at three. Or, right. or all, all I right. suggested to Hirsch is I think now that we have everybody's list here, you got to have Brady and, and Allen in tier two. Um, and I think Rogers needs to be in tier one. That's that's where I, that's where I'm going to leave things with with the list here. In my opinion, on your guys' list. Look, I mean, look, this is not a scientific exercise, and this is all for fun anyway. So, and we're talking about sports, something. Form formula. If you would have asked me this, if you would ask me this seven days ago, I would have had Brady in tier two, and I would have had him behind Allen Watson and uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, if you you take those three guys and then you bring like Lamar Jackson into the discussion and Rodgers and Mahomes, then it's very evident that what people are trying to do here. Uh, people look at those dual threat guys as the, like the, the best guys in the league, and, and and most of them usually are. With the way Brady played last week, yes, he threw three interceptions. He still won the game. He's the closest thing we're going to have to a franchise quarterback playing in his 40s. You know what I mean? Uh, it's very rare that a guy at this place in his life as a 40 year old guy could literally go to another team uh, and then basically change the mindset uh, in the locker room and kind of change the culture within one year. Right. And get do you think he, re- do you think Brady and Arians retire if they win the Super Bowl this year? Uh, it's a good question. I would say no. I would say they would at least, I think the plan for Tom, back one more time. I think the, the, the plan for Tom was to do two seasons in Tampa. He probably, he was probably thinking to himself like, okay, I'm really starting to slow down, but if I could stay healthy enough and I could stay um, with it enough, you know, I could get two good years down here. And he's already had one good year down there, so uh, I don't think he's playing until he's fifty. I mean, he could say that, but at some point, you know, at some point, I, mean, I, I was going to trying to play a fifty. That'd be great. But I mean, it's sad we're losing all these quarterbacks we grew up watching with, with Rivers and Breeze and whatnot. But uh, real quick here, as we're running out of time. Uh, I, I think that I think you guys would probably agree with me. The people who have the most potential here to jump up to tier one or two has to be Herbert and Murray. Do you, both, do you guys both agree? Yeah, I would say, well, number one, I would say Watson only because I think uh, I have him higher than those guys. Uh, but Watson, Allen, 
Kyler Murray and yeah, Justin you already Herbert. guys you already got you guys already got at Watson and Murray high. So right. we're looking looking lower here, Hirsch, on your list. Is there any right. who has who got the potential here to shoot up your list? Um well I mean Herbert for sure. Um Murray also, but I mean you're gonna laugh, but I think it's Stafford. I mean oh my gosh. like <laughs> Five-year-old is going to shoot up the list. Uh. He's 32, first off. Is he really? Wow. Yes, which is young in quarterback age. It's true. And he now has the, the best, I mean, in my opinion, the best head coach in the league to, for, to have a quarterback. I really don't think to be a quarterback for. I don't think Jared Goff is a good quarterback. Like, you see how I'm at 19. I Stafford at nine. And that's going from an organization like the Lions, which has been a shit show for however long, and now to – to the Rams with McVay, I really think, especially if, if like where we're, we're putting all like things like wins and pl- and all that stuff into account, I think he's going to shoot up and, and maybe I have that priced in already. He might shoot up your guys lists, but like for me, I like, I, I have him at nine already. Well, I, so- I, if, he, if he starts to win, like, and he makes a Super Bowl next year, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. Maybe he'll go in front of Dak for you then. How about that? Yeah, I mean. So who's this is the more fun question? Uh, and the pre before the season, Hirsch, you had I think I think you had Newton at eleven or twelve. So who's most likely to free fall here and you know either fall off the list from the top or so? Let's, give me somebody in the top fifteen that's likely to plummet in the next season. I mean, maybe Matt Ryan. Okay. Um, like they have a new coaching staff. You know, Arthur Smith did a very good job with Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill's more of a mobile guy. Ryan is not that. Um, so Brian will probably be my answer, especially if he stays in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> I was going to say Tom Brady just to troll you, but um, yeah. I mean, if that's how you feel, go ahead and say it. Nah, I, I mean, I don't think so. The supporting cast is too good. So, well, all right, uh, so let's see what Joe thinks here. Joe, who's most likely to free fall from your list? I'm trying to think. I'm gonna say like, I'm gonna say like, most likely guys to fall are gonna be Dak Prescott because I was thinking the injury. same thing because and you don't. Know I'm, gonna how say, I'm gonna say Matthew Stafford because if the Rams don't make the playoffs or the Rams don't go to the Super Bowl, then it's all it's a it, it. What does it show you about about Stafford? Yeah, I think the Rams are. I wouldn't say they're too good to miss the playoffs, but I feel like with the upgrade with Stafford, they're too mm-hmm. good to, to finish like four and twelve or five and eleven. I mean, if they were to do that, that that means that Aaron Donald got hurt and they lost him for the season, and that means a ton of crap went wrong there. Uh, but I agree on uh, I agree on Dak because you just don't know how he's going to bounce back from the injuries. Uh, I, that's think, I also think that concern. you know Tua. We could be next year could be the end of Tua. I'm, I'm with Hirsch on that. Um, I think Donald's going to be into tier seven or eight. Nick Foles, he's going to be headed towards retirement. And uh, I think, I think uh, you know, that's that Trubisky could shoot up um, from the bottom tiers to the mid tiers. I think that's a possibility. Um, and we'll see about Daniel Jones. I think he could also, you know, like the end could be near for Daniel Jones. We'll see what happens. Hirsch, it's been a real pleasure to have you on twice this season. So we're not going to have you on next week, of course. So you got to give us – your prediction here. Obviously, I'm assuming you're going to go with the Chiefs to win, but how's, how's yeah, the score looking at? I hate Tom Brady. Yes. I don't hate Tom Brady. Just to make that clear. I am way more anti-Belichick than I am anti-Brady as a Jet fan, first off. Um, 
I still don't really have a good feel on this, but I, I, I'm probably going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, I, I, last year, oh, I, I know why because you have a Le'Veon Bell jersey and you could wear it for the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I gave that jersey away. Ah, <laughs> I what a great it. purchase by you. <laughs> yeah, all my jersey purchases bite me. But if Watson gets traded, that will not to the Jets. That will not be a jersey purchase that bites me. You heard it here first. So um, I, I would I would then go with the Chiefs. I learned my lesson last year with Mahomes, um, you know, so I'm I'm not betting against that guy. Any predictions for the virtual pro ball? My prediction is Evan Ingram still finds a way to drop the ball. <laughs> um, my prediction is that if they have more than 20 people watching, that it's fixed and that didn't actually happen. There you have it, Hirsch. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Is there anything you'd like to promote outside of football or anything with your business? Uh, it's, okay. it's okay. My my whole my whole vibe is not to try and like force things on people. So you know, you find it, you find it. All right, there you go. This is that's the, you won't see the Hirsch for a long time. He goes he goes in and out of uh, the public light. But it was great, great we had him on here. Joe and I back here next week, Super Bowl Sunday. Get you started here. The best pregame show that you're going to see for all of Super Bowl Sunday. And Joe's going to give us the top five songs he wants to hear the weekend play as well. Um, <laughs> that's going to be really good. And maybe Joe will be blinded by the lights as well. So that's going to do it here. I hope you enjoyed our QB <laughs> rankings. There was some discussion there and some disagreement, but it was fun. It's always a great exercise. Of course, we'll have Hirsch on with us at some point down the road in some platform to give his quarterback list again once the rookies are drafted. And we didn't even get to talk about what the Jets are going to do at quarterback, but we can save that for another time. Sam Darnold. <laughs> Run it back with Sam Darnold. That's what I want the Jets to do. Or take Justin Fields, who I think is not the, not the second best quarterback on the draft. Big Wilson guy. All right, so that's going to do it. Thanks to Hirsch. Thanks to my co-host, as always, Joe Calabrese. I'm Nick Durst, and this has been You Know I'm Right.